Welcome to the Wisdom Journey. We've reached a milestone. This is our final lesson from the Gospels. Today, Stephen will remind you of the vital mission bestowed upon followers of Christ. Missions should not be a fleeting concern, but your life's passion. You've been enlisted in a divine search and rescue operation, aligning with Jesus the seeker of lost souls. Stephen Davey has called this lesson the church's great omission. For followers of Jesus Christ, missions must never be a a, a passing thought. It really ought to be our passion in life. See, we're on a search and rescue mission. We're joining with Jesus who came to seek and to save those who were lost. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. So in missions, we're actually joining our Heavenly Father as he seeks those who will worship him in spirit and in truth, John 4, 23. Now, as long as there are people who are not worshiping the Lord, the the work of missions should continue on. Uh, This is why one author wrote, missions exists because worship does not. Well, as we complete our wisdom journey through our chronological study of the Gospels as they occurred in time. It it really shouldn't surprise us to find that this final emphasis is on a universal missionary command, and we call it the Great Commission. Sadly today, I I think we could call it the Great Omission. Well, I'm reading now from the last paragraph in Matthew chapter 28, where Jesus not only presents the Great Commission, but also outlines the strategy of, for this great commission. Verse 18, and Jesus came and said to them, that is the disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, Do these closing words sound to you like a suggestion? Does it sound like Jesus is, you know, leaving this up for a church vote? This is not the great suggestion. This is the great commission. And it's it's really not complicated, beloved. It's a rather simple strategy. Evangelize, baptize, and teach. That's our mission. One of the best indicators of a healthy church, then, is not how many people it seats, but how many it sends. Let me tell you, the financial strength of a church today isn't how much it saves in the bank, but how much it invests in the mission. I happen to believe that a church either gives away or passes away. Now, with that, I'm going to turn over to the last few verses in Mark's gospel account. We're here in Mark chapter 16 and And verse 15, Mark records the Lord saying, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. So Matthew's gospel provided the strategy for our mission. Mark provides the scope of the Great Commission, and it's worldwide. In fact, Mark's gospel goes on here to record 
uh, supernatural signs that are going to accompany this apostolic community. It's going to authenticate their message of salvation through Jesus Christ. You see, the the New Testament hasn't yet been written. Uh, Christians can't gather and study the book of Romans or read the book of, of Revelation. They can't even read these gospel accounts here until later. Prior to the completion of the Bible, God gives these temporary, supernatural, undeniable signs to accompany that early apostolic community, whether it was speaking in a language they'd never learned in school, surviving snake bites, or poisoning by enemies of the church, or casting out demons that get in the way. God miraculously established their ministry with signs that only God could produce. Now, today, if anybody wants to know if Let's say if, if I represent the truth of God's word, they, they, don't, they don't have to hear me speak in Mandarin. They don't have to you know, watch me go out to the graveyard and raise somebody from the dead or maybe heal somebody from a terminal disease. All they have to do is test what I say against the completed word of God. Now, with that, I want to turn over to Luke's gospel and chapter 24, where we're given the substance of the Great Commission. It's given to us here in verse 45. Then Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. The substance, then, of the Great Commission is really the simple gospel message. But this is the challenge, isn't it? The reason the gospel is not readily believed out there by everybody you talk to is because of the content. People might believe that Jesus rose from the dead, but but they're not going to immediately admit they're sinners or uh, repent of their sin. Many churches today try to get people to accept the gospel while continuing their sinful lifestyles. Let me tell you, Jesus isn't interested in adapting to your lifestyle. He's going to change everything about you from the inside out. Well, Jesus has one final thing to say here in Luke's gospel, verse 49. Behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Well, now Jesus is giving us the strength for carrying out the Great Commission, uh, namely the Holy Spirit, who will come to indwell the disciples. Now, the importance of this truth is emphasized by the fact that these are the last recorded words of Jesus here in the Gospel of Luke. It it concludes with a a brief description of Jesus' ascension into heaven here in verses 50 through 53. Now, keep in mind, the Holy Spirit is going to descend on the day of Pentecost a little later on as the New Testament church is created. And from that moment on, every believer is immediately and permanently indwelt by the Holy Spirit upon receiving Christ. But as we saw previously in our wisdom journey back in John chapter 20, Jesus also provided the spiritual strength the disciples would need until the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. John recorded there in verse 22, Jesus breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
What Jesus is doing is giving them a unique foretaste of the Spirit's power. And this is going to enable them to stand up under intense pressure, uh, incredible opposition, until they are permanently empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, finally, the Gospels clearly give us the source of the Great Commission, Jesus Christ himself. He's the one who gives this mission directly to his followers. He he tells them, and by the way, he's telling us to take the gospel into all the world and make disciples of all nations. He says here in John chapter 20 and verse 21, as the Father has sent me, even so, I am sending you. By the way, would you notice in that that this great commission isn't delivered to ordained professionals, pastors uh, here. There are no graduate degrees represented among these, these disciples. They're fishermen, perhaps businessmen, craftsmen. Uh, part of our failure today is, is we seem to believe that this Great Commission is given to you know, somebody else, uh, maybe a pastor, maybe some kind of a trained professional, maybe a vocational missionary. No, no, no. Jesus delivered this command, this commission to people just like you and me. In fact, to every believer, we're to take the gospel out into the public square where we work, where we live, where we swing a hammer, where we teach a class or draw up a a business contract. Maybe you're thinking, well, you know, I don't have much to offer the cause of Christ. Maybe you remember Aesop's fable about that crow who was dying of thirst. He came across a long-necked jar he could see water way down there in the jar, but he couldn't reach it. So he got a little pebble. He dropped it into the jar over and over, one pebble at a time. He dropped those pebbles down the neck of that jar and raised the water level until he was finally able to drink. Let me tell you something, beloved. You and I are, are little pebbles, but we're working together to bring the water of life to our world. We don't have to wait till we earn an advanced degree. We don't, we don't have to wonder where to begin or, or what to say. The Lord himself is the source of our commission, and he has clearly set forth the strategy, the scope, and the substance of it, and he's provided the strength to accomplish it. We just need to follow him and, and obey what he asks us to do as we join him in this global mission, one little pebble at a time. Well, until we set sail again on our wisdom journey, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. And with that, we end our time in the Gospels on this wisdom journey. That means that next time we begin the book of Acts. This wisdom journey is taking you through all 66 books of the Bible. I hope you'll continue traveling with us as we seek to walk in wisdom in accordance with God's Word. Stephen Davey is the president of Wisdom International. We're thankful for all of our partners who make this ministry possible. Stephen developed and publishes a magazine which serves as a thank you gift for those partners. 
We also send several copies to those who make their first contact with our ministry. Heart to Heart Magazine is a discipleship resource that will help you better understand what the Bible says and how it applies directly to your life. For example, some past topics have included things such as, Is Hell Real? How the Universe Came Into Existence How to Effectively and Courageously Share Your Faith How to Have a More Vibrant Prayer Life A Biblical Look at Why There's Evil in the World Advice for How Fathers Can Leave a Godly Legacy A Biblical Look at Islam what we can know about angels, demons, and the spirit world, how to have a biblically-based marriage, and more. The magazine also features a daily devotional guide written by Stephen's son, Seth. Seth's insight into the Word will bless you as you spend time with God daily. Take us up on this offer by calling 866-48-BIBLE. That's 866 866- 48 Bible. Then join us in the book of Acts next time on the Wisdom Journey.